Yeah, exactly. It's fully seven in a row now. <laughs> like, that's not a joke anymore. That's no, like a yeah. really impressive streak. No, they've been in Vegas and for a minute. Bronco fans used to be like on our heads, too. Like, they used to be chirping so much. You guys haven't beat, a, beat us. <laughs> Is he going to use the term us? Do you think that when the ca- when the show starts that they can tell the panic that was going on setting yeah, up the cameras? I think they, I think they, they, <laughs> they click on it and they see me like looking around. They go, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." That's I, I would. I don't think I would say that the word panic describes our podcast vibe, but everything that happens off camera that's the vibe yeah. I would panic. say panic to describe the podcast it describes me. <laughs> All right, uh, welcome, welcome to the Harvest Sports Podcast. We're on episode 72. 72, wow, look yeah. at us. A- NFL season's underway, so we're, we're back at you with uh, with podcasts coming at you all the time. Yeah, man. <laughs> tears. Yeah. yeah, man, we're back. <laughs> tears start flowing in Glad to be back, man. <laughs> no place I'd rather uh, be. Yeah, le- let's leave a... Let's have a question and answer in the comments. Would there be a podcast today if the Saints lost? Yes. <laughs> Would there have been a, if the Saints lost and the Raiders won, would there have been a podcast today? That's a question for the people, fine folks watching this episode. In a, in a world where Derek Carr goes, uh, <laughs> throws zero touchdowns and five interceptions and Jimmy G sets an NFL record, yeah. is there a podcast that comes is, out today? Is there a podcast? Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. If you're new around here, I'm Noah. I'm Austin. Oh, yes. wow. Forgot to do that part. So that's, why. That, that's our names. That's what that is. <laughs> Let's just get right into it. Let's talk about the game that just happened. We're filming this on Monday. Let's talk about the Jets and Monday Night Football. Yeah, and how about Xavier Gibson, undrafted. Insane. Undrafted rookie, just barely fought his way onto the roster and then comes up with a game-winning power touchdown. Game-winning in overtime, which is insane. And I also love it because like like, getting to see him on Hard Knocks and then seeing this – that makes me love Hard Knocks again. I'm like, yeah, it's a great show. The, you yeah. get the, these like dudes you can become like favorites of as the team goes on. Not my, like, I don't care about the Jets, but then seeing these guys cook, I'm like, wow, that's the coolest thing ever. Well, because he, yeah, him like them telling him that he made the roster was on Hard Knocks. Yeah, again, which is cool. and and it w- this time he actually made a difference, and it wasn't like how they always gaslight us every year where they're like. Oh, follow this undrafted free agent, and then Keelan Doss doesn't even make the roster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, they're, they're like hometown guy from Alameda yeah. County or whatever. Uh-huh. They, there's always somebody like that every year where they they trick you, they, they gaslight you into thinking he's going to be a star, and then they're just like, oh, by the way, we're just never here. Yeah, watch this guy, and then you look at him like, dude, it's week one, he's not on the roster anymore. What happened? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that's- have I been tricked? <laughs> but dude, that game was so much fun. Started. Let's start from being started beautifully. The Aaron Rodgers entrance, you have to like a little bit feel bad for all the fans who bought bought the tickets for his first game as a Jet in MetLife, right? He had that beautiful entrance on 9-11. I mean, I don't feel that bad for the Jets fans that got to watch a <laughs> that's walk-off that, That's very true. Win, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Like, like, yeah, obviously the Aaron Rodgers injury, which insane. They, as we're filming this, uh, we... Don't know conclusively don't really know. what happened, but all signs point towards that it's not good. I think they said he was in a boot and yeah. talk about Achilles and uh, isn't isn't looking great, which is a huge bummer. Awful. Feel horrible for Aaron. Yeah, especially after like all the hype leading up to his time in New York and 
And I, this late in somebody's career when yeah. they have an injury like that, you never know. That, exactly right. I can't imagine, like, it, that would be so insane if that's the end of Aaron. Like, because that it really could be the end. He's a 40 year old quarterback, an Achilles injury. You know, that's a devastating injury. It would be awful if that's how we see Aaron Rodgers go out. Because I, I was so excited to watch Aaron play. The whole talk in the offseason was where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? You know, all this hype. He gets to his final game, runs off the American flag. The first drive doesn't even get four plays in, and the man potentially ruptures his Achilles. Which, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's horrible that you know it's what you hate hate about sports is the injuries. But I mean, yeah, that was uh, the big story of the off season was the Jets. What are the Jets going to be mm-hmm. like? And then it's going to be a big what if, and we're just not going to. And that's it's never going to get. Yeah, answered. and that's why Hard Knocks like followed them around. It's like like the big reason that Aaron Rodgers is going there is insane. Which also one topic that you know everybody's talking about again, which I think we've talked about on the pod before mm-hmm. and with different players and stuff is that it's 2023 and there's still professional teams that are playing on turf fields to ban turf it's no, so dumb. no player likes turf fields they'll, yeah, all, they'll exactly. all say like because you, you know the argument at, at lower levels turf is easier to take care of mm-hmm. it, it's less maintenance than than grass especially in like harsher climates yeah. like uh like new york is mm-hmm. but at the level of the NFL, you have enough money to take when care you of can grass maintain fields. Yeah. a field. Like you have, like Vegas, what they do with their grass, like it's real grass, it's real and grass. they roll it in yeah. and out. Like they're like <laughs> they have it, they have it down. They have the perfect system down. Yeah. If anybody says no, they ha- the the climate they have to do this. I'm not buying any of that. No, not at all. Like like you said, turf would be perfect for like you know high school football stuff like that where like it's just really expensive for the schools. alternative is having like ditches yeah, and having the, dirt yeah dirt, <laughs> where you're yeah. like playing in mud and like exactly but these are billion stuff. dollar teams you have enough money to take care of your grass and that's what every athlete or majority of athletes have pushed for especially in the NFL is for these grass fields because it it hurts so much it hurts the business that the NFL is like seeing guys like Aaron Rodgers go down because of stuff like this mm-hmm. turf just doesn't move like you, you you see guys their feet slide it sticks and then you know you have a blown ACL blown ACL it's awful it, I feel like as a business you'd want to take away as many risks and have your best players on the field no matter the cost but I guess people don't think like yeah us. well that's what's crazy is you have obviously with over the past few years CTE is a super big hot topic yeah. issue concussions all sorts of stuff and the nfl is like been doing a lot involving targeting uh-huh. and like helmets and how to yeah. prevent brain stuff and exactly. head, head injuries but then also we have athletes that are consistently i mm. mean having acl tears and all sorts yeah. of horrible stuff like that disproportionately higher rate it's happening on turf fields so yeah 100 at some point like yes it's important to protect players heads it's important to um prevent long-term brain injuries all these things mm. but also we don't yeah. want we want to see any injuries <laughs> yeah. so we need to we need to look out for exactly. their health in every regard yeah. whether that's so why are we not having more of a conversation about also what fields they're playing on not just what yeah. helmet they're wearing and stuff like that exactly it does feel a little weird that we're focusing more on one side when there is this other whole side of the sport where a lot of injuries are coming in also because the brain is all like of course we're always going to talk about trying to protect these guys in the future and stuff. But the athletes are like getting hurt and stuff like this is hard to come back from. Like it's going to be so hard for Aaron to come back. Yeah. Well, talking about more the game itself, yeah. I'd say for one, I mean, neither offense looked great, which 
I mean, obviously the Jets' mm. offense wasn't going to look great, but for as much criticism as Zach Wilson always yeah. gets, you have to give credit to him for for yeah. finding a way to win the game. Um, I'll, hey, I'll admit, when he threw that first pick, I was like, typical. You know, I was ready to start hating, but he did okay. He did great. He helped them. He helped them get that victory in the end. Uh, and then also, you know, Josh Allen didn't really didn't have a great game. Yeah, and I'll say that one hurts. It's hard, but it's hard because I'll be a Josh Allen fan till the day I die, right? Valley guy. But when you have three interceptions, you fumble twice, you lose one of them, it's hard for me to keep saying, like, yeah, you're the second best quarterback in the league. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. It's hard because I, like, I'm, like I said, a big Josh Allen fan, but you have to continue to produce on the field. And I hope this is just a fluke and it's, it was a bad game. You know, it was all emotions were high, but, you know, everything's going on. But yeah, it, it was it was a hard watch being a Josh Allen fan today. I don't want to overreact to one game, yeah. Um, because anybody can not any team cannot play well for one game and whatnot, yeah. But this division that looked like it was going to be a really competitive division, mm-hmm. all of a sudden doesn't maybe seem quite as competitive. Because yeah. like heading into the heading into this year, it was like wow, AFC East is a lot of really good teams. Any of those yeah. teams could make the playoffs. Um, Patriots just didn't play well they just <laughs> they, i mean they pa- patriots lost to the eagles and didn't look good in doing it mm-hmm. bills really didn't look great tonight jets yeah. potentially lost their qb1 yeah and then so so it's, that's true is it just the dolphins division at that point yeah it's, I, I mean once again a lot can change over the next 16 17 weeks it's it's not i, I don't want to read too much in a week one but yeah. um it's just interesting to see because the bills didn't look like what yeah. some people would have said or hope that they are yeah you're totally right things are looking really weird with the jets losing i mean their big quarterback and but Tua and the dolphins like you said Tua looked incredible and tyree kill looked incredible and it looks like it's going to be really hard for a team like josh allen if they continue to play like the way a team like the bills to take that uh to take that to take the division away from the dolphins was they like it was such an amazing game. Two with 466 yards passing, three touchdowns. He played a great game. And Tyreek Hill, I know we always talked about he's a year since uh, leaving the Chiefs now. We always talked about, oh, is he going to miss Pat? He looks like he's doing just fine. Tyreek Hill is going to be just fine over Miami. Yeah, well, I mean, he was last year. That's what I'm saying. I was like, yeah, year <laughs> since. So, so, yeah. I mean, I think that, that question's been answered. But, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think it's uh, – I'm happy to see Tua do well, especially he. There's few players in the league that feel like they have as much to prove as Tua. Where he, mm. I mean, he entered he entered last year with a lot to prove. Where people are saying yeah. like, okay, this is the year where it's like, if Tua doesn't do it, mm. do well this year, it's time to move on. Yeah. And then he played, had an amazing year. Obviously, mm. battled with injuries and yeah. all of that, but did really well when he was playing. Um, and then he comes back this year in Week One is looks like he's picking up where he where where he was uh last year when he was playing really well yeah. too exactly i mean it's just it was a great game to watch and i'm i'm really excited to watch the dolphins there's such a explosive offense like you've all been saying the speed on that team is insane tyree kill 215 yards Jalen waddle 78 that team is so fun to watch i'm really excited to watch the dolphins moving forward yeah and that was the thing heading into this year where it's like if tua can stay healthy the full year um like he, they are a really dynamic offense, or a, a really mm. 
really fast offense, really, really impressive, really crazy talented offense that is a ton of fun to watch and potentially like really dangerous. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with what you said. Also going back a little bit, I really hope this is a fluke for the bills. But again, like if he, if they can continue to play like they did tonight, it's going to be a very rough season. And the dolphins are going to have, because like you say, if you think about it, the Patriots aren't going to take the division away from the dolphins. That wow, this could be insane. If, if, what my words like going back? I don't, you think I the Patriots? I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not like by any means big on the Patriots, but I yeah. think I, I wouldn't ever want to be like the guy going on record yeah. against Bill Belichick saying, <laughs> "Very true." No, no way, Bill Belichick makes the playoffs yeah. this year. And I was just about to flame the Jets, and they lo- they lost. Uh, I mean, they lost their quarterback, but I mean, they just w- pulled off a great win tonight. So <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> like if, it's NFL if, man. Whether it's them, you know they. Could bring somebody if Aaron is out for the season or most of the season. They could bring somebody else in, or if it is Zach Wilson. They, I mean, they they did really well last year without yeah. a quarterback, really. Yeah. So I mean, I yeah. mean, they, they didn't have Aaron Rodgers last year, and they mm-hmm. still were like a fringe playoff team. And Very true. so if they, you know, if they got better, then they, I, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that even without Aaron Rodgers, they could make the playoffs. Obviously, yeah. they are going to hurt a lot from not having him because he's a great quarterback. But um, I wouldn't say like season's over because they still Mm. have a lot of really great players on that team. And I think Robert Sala is a great coach too. Yeah. The Saints, I'll I'll say this. This is not taking a a shot at anybody or anything. Like not taking a shot at the Raiders or anything. The Saints defense, that was one of the – most, sorry, yeah, that's why. See, see, now, now I'm yeah, sorry, guys. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna put it out there. <laughs> sorry, guys. That saying the Saints defense did really well on Sunday wouldn't be interpreted as a shot at anybody. So I, but, I, when, I, but when you premise it by I saying this my... isn't a shot at anybody or any team, but the Saints defense looked really good, that's when it starts to feel like it's a shot. Is when you premise it. Otherwise, probably wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. <laughs> I should get my mouth shut. That's on me. <laughs> But, dude, the Saints' defense looked insane. Three interceptions. Should have been like six or seven yeah, without there, Tannehill's there was playing. Yeah, there a that they that were broken up. Corners amazing. got their hands on. Yeah, and it's like it's so incredible seeing like a quarterback or an offense being able to not have the best start to the game and still be able to like survive and still be able to win the game. Like a lot of teams – the Saints game started off with a kickoff fumble. That close, uh, the team like the the other team being that close to the end zone. You uh, with other teams being oh, it's instant like touchdown. But the Saints came out short yardage and held them to a field goal and continued to do that the rest of the game. Like they are putting these tough situations. Derek threw a pick that was like probably like one of his bad. That was one of the bad plays that game. That was, was silly. Yeah, it was silly. He was being goofy. Guys, don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, he's been a little goofy. I throw that play in Madden all the time. Thought the linebacker was going to move. My bad. <laughs> but, like, it's just amazing to me to see a defense being able to come out, get pressure, and get and get these picks. It was beautiful to be like, it's, it's so cool for a quarterback not to have to play his best and still be able to win that game. Even though it was really close, it was and so stressful. It was great to be able to see that. And I'm very excited to watch the Saints. Uh, defense and offense going forward because so I felt like it started to click. That was Derek's that was Derek's first game, guys. We'll keep it going. Yeah, I'd say a couple takeaways from the Saints game. For one, yeah, defense looked really good. I yeah. mean, you had 
corners all looked great. Like like mm-hmm. secondary Marshawn Lattimore yeah. is Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah. Demario Davis is Demario Davis. Like yeah, they, Honey Badger running around. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just some good football players. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then on offense, I think another takeaway is Michael Thomas is I. Yeah, Michael Thomas. Even though you know he's been injured, been out for however long, I think he still is an elite receiver, mm-hmm. and he was last time he played in the NFL, and I think he still is. Um, yeah, I was telling you that that in a world where Demar Hamlin doesn't play football this year, yeah, Michael Thomas could be comeback player of the year. Yeah, granted, as long as Demar Hamlin steps on the field, he'll he's he'll be comeback player of the year. But Michael Thomas, <laughs> yeah. Already, Looked really good, especially in the first half, first quarter. Then I think Chris Olave took a little longer to get him involved, mm. but then he finished with like like 120, 130 yards. Yeah. And looked like a really – I mean, the, the offense just looked really good. Uh, it looked like it got better as the game went on, which is uh, yeah. encouraging. Which is what you, you want to see. You have some time to you know, make adjustments, settle in, figure out what works. But um, I thought it looked uh, – a lot of a lot of good takeaways for the Saints. It's really yeah. encouraging. It felt it felt really good. I mean, yeah, he eighty nine yards. Chris Olave one hundred and twelve and a touchdown. Michael Thomas sixty one or not? Chris Olave didn't have a touchdown. She uh, she had a touchdown. My bad. Michael Thomas sixty one yards. Juwan Johnson thirty six. It just it it's also good to be able to spread the ball around like that. Like yeah. it's nice not to have to focus on, you know, like have that one target. I'm glad the Saints can spread the ball out. It's great. Well, you can tell. Sorry, you go first. No, I was just going to say that, like we talked about, how how good the Saints' defense played. Yeah, um, which is really great for um, because Derek coming into a new situation mm-hmm. um, where I mean he played what one drive in preseason also, yeah. and even even then it's not the same thing as regular season. Exactly. So there's going to be some adjustment period, getting used mm-hmm. to their, your new offense and. Like if you have a defense that can keep you in the game mm-hmm. while you're kind of figuring out your offense and yeah. getting things going, finding finding that rhythm and stuff, yeah. then that like that's amazing. Where you can win a win a game where your defense is keeping you in it while you're yeah. kind of learning. Okay, here's what we do. Here's what we do. Exactly. And then hopefully next week they come out, score more points, and continue yeah. to do that going forward. Exactly. It was a it was a really stressful game, but also a great game to watch. Like the defense being able to pop off like that. Getting to see these big plays, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, all these guys. Like, it's so fun. It's it's a lot of fun. And also, without um, Alvin Kamara still. Like, they have until, I think, week four, week six, he comes back. One of, one of those. Something like that. My bad. I can't remember right now. But you can tell that him and uh, Jamal Williams play different position, uh, Like, you know, a different type of running back, basically. And Jamal, like is more of a, that pass catching running back when Kamara can hit the gap. And I, it's going to be really exciting when Kamara comes back. I think the offense will really start clicking and moving together. Yeah. More I mean, than that'll be right a, now. a great backfield combo. I mean, yeah. right, right now, Jamal is being asked to do a lot and he's yeah. doing a good job with that. But um, yeah, it's just different than if you had Kamara in there as well. Yeah. And speaking on the Tennessee side, I, I did feel bad for Ryan Tannehill. It just looked like a bad game. Like he was worst QBR of his career. Yeah. It just looked like he had to be flustered back there because again the saints have an amazing defense it felt it felt weird yeah so that it felt really weird that sort of leads me to question is do you after just one game against a good defense how much of an overreaction do you think it is to look at the titans and say like hey let's maybe see malik maybe let's see will let's see what these other quarterbacks look like i i don't think it would be that big of an overreaction because if they didn't have those guys 
then like you stick it out with Tannehill. But the fact that you have two quarterbacks who really haven't gotten a shot, like one that's a brand new rookie in Will Levis, like you have two guys who could be starting quarterbacks. So if Ryan Tannehill continues to play like this, I don't think it's going to be hard for the Titans to throw one of them in and see, how, and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, my guess is Will, Will, I mean, yeah. obviously Will fell further in the draft than most um, people expected him to go, but he still was an early draft pick. 100%. Which implies that you yeah. see something in him that you're uh, like, I'll, I'll um, be curious to see at what point they, they give him some reps because if you're drafting somebody that high yeah. up, then there's a good chance that you're like, think they could be the future if i was a betting man i would say we would see will levis before uh malik but also it would be interesting if they like will can move around well i think at, at the point i i think i think it's just a matter of like yeah it's it's Draft not even, capital and stuff like, like they're talking about no i was just gonna, just gonna say that i don't think it's even really a matter of like ryan Tannehill or malik willis or will levis mm-hmm. i think it's ryan Tannehill or try out open competition like yeah like there's a point where you say okay maybe we should move on and then you like let the other two kind of yeah yeah like take turns and see what what works but yeah i, t- I totally get that or, i i mean even I think malik, it'd be cool put him do like Taysom hill stuff that's what malik. i was about to say the same thing like put <laughs> or him, will will's a, i mean but yeah, both of those two guys a, are mobile quarterbacks and even like if they move on from Tannehill hill and will becomes a starter still throw malik in there like a mariota Taysom hill system that'd be so cool being able to utilize both of your quarterbacks that you've taken the last two years i think it'd be really cool and they could do some really cool stuff with that yeah three qbs three qbs what team has it ever not worked out for having three quarterbacks? <laughs> That's true. Some, Na- name one Super Bowl winning team that didn't have three quarterbacks. Some rotating say in and the out. more quarterbacks, the better on the roster. <laughs> yeah. And the more you rotate them and spin them, it gets better. <laughs> Don't let them even finish a drive. Usually spin them around. It worked for Tua. <laughs> yeah. As soon as it, like if, if Tannehill starts get, getting a rhythm, then no, get, get him out of there. Rhythm, yeah. incomplete pass, you're out. <laughs> Yeah, I think. I mean, I think Ryan Tannehill. I, I I've always thought Ryan Tannehill's a good quarterback. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think that. Like, I don't think that this week is what to expect from. I don't think to expect he's going to throw three interceptions every week. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a good week for him. But um, but it, it it will be interesting to see as the, as the season goes on, depending on what their playoff odds are looking like and how mm-hmm. things are shaping up to see what they're what they're looking to do at QB. Yeah. Let's talk about the Raiders. First off, to connect it. Derek left Raiders, went to Saints. I heard about that. Did you, I don't know if you heard. But also, weird coinkadink, they both won by one point. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but for, yeah, let's talk about the Raiders. Uh, let's start off with the stat that probably everyone cares about. The Broncos have still never beat the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. I've, and there was a point where Sorry. Like, that joke we've like been making for a couple yeah. years now and at first, it was like after the first season, it was like it just yeah. meant they were zero and two. Yeah, exactly. it's fully seven in a row now. <laughs> like that's not a joke anymore. That's no, like a yeah. really impressive streak. It's not exactly. just like a oh well, it's because they just moved. It's like no, they've been in Vegas. And Bronco for a fans used to be like on our heads too. Like they used to be chirping so much. You guys haven't beat a beat us. Put a sad edit. <laughs> Put a sad no, I was like, yeah. is he going to use the term us? Or yeah, no? put a sad at it. That's on me. I'm going to cry. <laughs> the Broncos, that's straight up four years now where you haven't beaten a team that you play twice a year. That's incredible. 
Well, and also the thing that makes that almost that harder, stat more interesting is that it's not like the Raiders have been consistently good during no. that time. Because it's like some teams where it's like I've paid attention. Like uh, <laughs> I've noticed that I haven't watched a lot of Raider games the last four I, years. <laughs> I've noticed they haven't been that great all those years. No, uh, <laughs> I haven't been to any. Because it's like the stat would be kind of meaningless if the Raiders were just winning most of their games anyway. Yeah. So statistically, you're they just don't lose very many games. Yeah, no, they've lost a lot of games during that time. But yeah. None of the Broncos. No, but none to the Broncos. And it would be like less weird if it's like they weren't in the same division. It's like oh, the last couple times they've played each other, whenever they've stumbled. If it's like the Jared Goff versus Pat Mahomes yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> like they've stumbled in. Uh, last time they stumbled each other, they haven't won. But this is you play them twice a year, and you are zero and seven against the team. Which is wild. Jimmy G looked like I was scared at first. I I was scared when he went down. I was like, no way. Yeah. Because I'd never want to. I no matter what happens with I I will always love the Raiders, and I was always a big Jimmy G fan. You'd never want to see a guy hurt when he went down. If they came like back in pretty soon, I was like, there's no way. Mm. Like that curse of Jimmy G is insane that he got hurt again. Thank goodness he came back. He looked good. The Raiders' offense like looks good. Defense struggled a little bit, it was, uh, but I mean Russell Wilson cooking, I guess, which is weird to say. <laughs> but also, they look good. Just to point out, what kind of panic? If you're Sean Payton, what kind of panic is going through your head when yeah. they when <laughs> when you your team says, "All right, we'll kick off first and you go, "Ha, ah, what if we onside kick?" Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what? like, what's the thought process? I mean, thought process. Also, by the way. Almost like it yeah. bounced out of like two Broncos players' hands. It was, yeah. That thing was greased up and slippery because they, it almost worked too. It did almost work. It's, dude, insane. If they had a, a little bit of stick and would have worked. Insane. Maybe Sean Payne was like, we haven't beat these guys in a minute. Let's just try to trick them on side. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the Raiders look good. I mean, Devontae's 66 yards. Like, that's fine. Doing great. Devontae looked okay. Austin Hooper's out there, but Jacoby Myers, two touchdowns, 81 yards, like, awful. I don't really blame the hit. Like, the Bronco, I don't think he was trying to do it. I think Jacoby slid a little late, which is a weird weird sight for a wide receiver to slide. Like, went down, and then the hit happened, but awful. I really hope Jacoby's okay. You never want to see a guy get hit like that either. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he was having a great game before that, and I just hope he's okay. But the Raiders, they look all right. They look like they'll be good. Like the offense is going to be okay. It's like it's fun watching both teams now, <laughs> watching the Saints and then being like, "Oh, the Raiders are on. All right, let's go." <laughs> and all the families kind of looking like this. <laughs> I'm just watching. Yeah. <laughs> now moving on, I have seen some theories that the Arizona Cardinals had a hit list on some of the Washington Commanders players. They tried to kill Sam. <laughs> the Sam hit once I watched it was so brutal for no reason. <laughs> Dude, it looked like Bounty Gate. Sam yeah. got like twice he he yeah. was taking some hits. <laughs> they looked like they were also were some dirty yeah, hits. led to the uh cleanest gif ever of a ref getting rocked sitting up Undertaker style and <laughs> throwing the flag over. <laughs> well, I was also saying that like I was on Twitter was seeing these theories about Cardinals bounty gate and stuff, which I don't know. But like yeah. the, the theory, like the plays look really like like those were some dirty hits. They look like, dirty. really bad. But then I was also th- thinking 
I'm probably the biggest Sam Howell fan in the world, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say as much as the next guy, but way more than the next guy. <laughs> as much as the next I'm like the biggest Sam Howell fan out there. But even I took a second where I was like, okay, so according to this theory, the yeah. Arizona Cardinals are doing a bounty. It's Bounty Gate again. Arizona Cardinals taking out bounties on players, and the first yeah. player they're looking to take out is Sam Howell in his second yeah. career start. Wild for the Washington Commanders that we need to take out Sam Howell in a year where a lot of people are saying we're tanking anyways. Yeah. Where, like, like, what is the what meeting had to happen where they were like, okay, we're going to do this thing. Uh, Sam Howell has to die tonight. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like why? Like, haven't seen him play yet. Can he breathe? <laughs> That's but it was so insane because I like we were joking about it, and then like I saw it was actually a thing on Twitter. People like, no, the Cardinals put a head out. Just look at some of these heads. Yeah, the, like the Cardinals were playing really <laughs> dirty. Like that, like there actually needs, needs to be like fines or NFL investigation or something. But probably, like, yeah, probably investigate. But the the idea of the Cardinals taking out hits uh, like conspiracy against Sam Howell is crazy. Probably investigate. I believe it. I believe it too. I wanted to talk about the um the Chiefs Chiefs versus Lions game. Yeah, the, the opener. And, you know, big talk about it is, I mean, there, there's a, a lot of talk about it, but yeah. one of those things is that Chiefs didn't have Chris Jones, still don't have Chris Jones. Didn't didn't have Travis Kelsey. And didn't have Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Um, that they had, uh, <laughs> they did have Kadarius Tony. They did. What'd that do for them? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so there's a questions about, you know, like why the Chiefs lost and everything. And what, what do you think is the biggest kind of, What's your takeaway in terms of why the Chiefs lost? Because I know a different, like, I, I never want to be, like, one of the guys that's, yeah. like, they lost because of, like, like they would have easily won if they had Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones. There's an asterisk next to it. I, I think that, like, the the announcer that's getting ripped apart for the asterisk comment, that is a dumb comment. I think it's a dumb comment. But because you just lost. Like, you, you lost. You lose, you lose, you win, you, you lose, win. You lose, you lose, yeah. Like, it, it is what it is. No one's going to look back on the stats and be like, well, don't cut that because they lost. You know, no one cares. They're going to look back week eight. We're going to look back and be like, yeah, they lost. There's a, there's a loss on their sheet, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I think this is one of the rare times where I will come out uh, for Pat Mahomes and be like, I think he needed, he just needed more help. He needed more playmakers out there. Because it obviously like missing Travis Kelsey was massive. He needed more guys. And when he tried to go to some of these guys, like Kadir still to be wide open, just handing the Lions a touchdown. Like that, that was one of the weirdest plays I've ever seen in my life. Just straight up, just, and then gone. Mm-hmm. And then, talking about Kadir's Tony, how weird is it that he then was getting flamed by Giants fans, like deactivate everything? The Giants get blown out. Sorry. Yeah, can't get blown out anymore. And then he's like, post on his Instagram, whatever. The score of the, the Giants score. Game. And he's like, y'all, like, don't be quiet now. Like, weird to attack a whole fan. <laughs> to come out a whole fan base. Weird move, Kadarius. You still led to your team losing somehow, at least. I don't know. I just think I'll, it's weird <clears throat> to say Pat needed more help, but I think that was it. I think he needed more help, and they missed a, they're missing a big playmaker on defense, a big playmaker on offense. Yeah, I mean, I think Pat... Great win by the Lions. Like, I don't want to take anything, well, uh, take anything away by the Lions because the Asher thing's dumb. It's like, oh, they didn't visit this guy. Great win by the Lions. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say is that I, like, the the idea that this is a, um, uh, like, obviously, is there a world in which the Chiefs win that game? Yeah. For sure. Like, it's it was, a, it was a close game. They could have won it. Yeah. But I don't think it's by any means like a fluke that the Lions won. I think I the Lions. So. I think the Lions are a genuinely good team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dan Campbell's a great coach, and Jared Goff's talented. 
Amon or St. Brown. I mean, they, they have a lot of talent, um, particularly on that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I mean, I think there's several, obviously missing. I think Chris Jones is a huge part of that team that doesn't get talked about yeah. as much as he could or should, should get talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's probably wants the absolute bag now that Nick Bosa is getting in the bag too. <laughs> yeah. But, um, which honestly probably deserves it. He so. probably deserves a little back. But um, yeah, I mean, have, having Travis Kelsey out and throwing to guys like Kadarius Tony, it hurts. But I also think that one of the things that isn't being talked about uh-huh. um, very much about the Chiefs, which I'm interested to see how it impacts them in the coming weeks in this year, is not having Eric Bieniemy because yeah. that's something that, like how I talk about Chris Jones, isn't going to talk about that much. Is that having Pat Mahomes as your quarterback, Andy Reid as your coach, who's a great coach. When they had Tyreek Hill, you know, not uh-huh. having Travis Kelsey, they have all these stars that are parts of their offense. And I think Eric Bieniemy is part, um, had been part of that offense that yeah. kind of wasn't talked about as much. But throughout the entire time that the Chiefs have been this dominant, he was their offensive coordinator. Yeah. And now leaving and going to Washington, I'll be really curious to see how that kind of, um, you know, after one game, it's hard to tell how much that was um, a game changer. Mm. But I think that to think that the Chiefs won't be impacted at all by losing their play caller, who's a really, really great offensive mind in yeah. uh, Eric Bieniemy, to think that that won't affect them negatively, I think is is not true. Even though Andy Reid is a great head coach, yeah. um, I think the loss of Eric Bieniemy. I, th- I think that will impact them. Um, not to say that that's like the reason they lost uh-huh. week one, because there was a lot of plays where like things just went wrong. Where it's not that there wasn't an open receiver; it's that yeah. the open receiver didn't know how to use his hands yeah. or s- stuff like that. Where it's not, yeah. but like nobody watched the the Kadarius Tony interception and thought like, ah, they, we need better play calling. It's like no, that's no, just you that, need to execute the yeah, play. You, yeah, you got to do your job. So I, I mean, I think it's a, a mixture of a lot of stuff, but I th- I think the Chiefs are still. I mean, Pat Mahomes still is yeah. Pat Mahomes. and he's, No, he's still making plays where, like, I watch him and Jalen Hurts. I'm like, some of these guys are just, like, well, and amazing. And people talk about, like, the the fourth and 25, like, going for it on fourth down or, or whatever. Yeah. But also, like, almost made it work, which is crazy. <laughs> which is insane. A lot of people are giving Andy uh, Reid flack for that, for not punting it. Uh, a lot of people are giving flack. But, I mean, you have a guy like that. If you think you can make it work, you got to make it work. Yeah, but that that's also like with they had time and had timeouts, time and, and timeouts, it's weird yeah. to not put not put any trust in your defense like that. It was kind of odd. It was very odd. I mean, I get that your offense is great and you have Pat Mahomes, but also like fourth and twenty five, and you mm. have more confidence in that than for your defense to get a stop and have another chance. And also at the weird, point, weird choice. Yeah, and also at that point, you're like you have to remember like oh you know missing Travis, missing our big playmaker out here. Miss, you know some things haven't gone wrong or haven't gone right this uh this time going for it that late into the game just felt weird i would have rather seen the punt and then try to get the ball back yeah i mean i think it's just i don't know panic i guess <laughs> gotta panic sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah but you, you gotta panic every once on say well let's do this yeah at the end of the day if you're not panicking you're not doing i mean at the right. end of the day if that was a madden game i would do the same thing yeah i'm going for it <laughs> so if i have pat mahones yep yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter someone's gonna catch it uh yeah, I mean, like we've been saying, it is week one. So a lot of these, like the Bills, the Chiefs, all these teams, we're just going to need to see more games and see how it goes. And it's it's just going to take that. And this could be just a bad thing, could be whatever, but 
We're gonna need some more games to see. I also think talking about that Thursday night game. What are your thoughts on the the Lions with Jameer Gibbs and everything? Because I've seen a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people mad at how little he was used, mm-hmm. and when he did come in, he averaged like six yards a carry, which is insane. Like he comes in, he's doing amazing for you, and it's so weird that Dan Campbell's like not letting him start and go out there. People are like, oh, is he protecting him? I'm like. Protecting him for what? It's week one. This is the regular season. This isn't the preseason. It's time to go. Like, let's go. See, I think I have a different take from you on this, and from most people, because everybody, Cook. everybody is like, like, why, like, why would you, why would you draft Jameer Gibbs so early if you're not going to use him? Yeah. And I think, I mean, personally, I would have probably used Jameer Gibbs more. Yeah. I, I would, especially since he was playing so well. You mm-hmm. want to feed him when he's doing good, but also I understand that that's just kind of like, it seems like that's the way of the NFL now. Is just yeah. that that coaches are really when it comes to rookies they really try to ease them in uh-huh. uh which i'm not mad at it i mean i think i think if he continues to like <laughs> if he continues to not be given the ball that much and yeah. david montgomery continues to take that many carries away from him uh-huh. then i think you have to really be like okay well like what in the world's going on here yeah. but i don't really have that much of an issue with like a running back not getting 80 90 percent of the carries in their first start or in their mm-hmm. first game i think yeah. it's i mean i would probably give him more carries than dan campbell gave him but i also don't i i think i think it's a kind of overreaction that a lot of people are like well why'd you even draft the guy if you're not gonna play him i think it's yeah i don't know i, I think you see a lot of play rookies that don't get as much playing time and it's kind of just the way it works now which is really weird yeah and it, well i i think there are certain positions that you you are more hesitant about and you see so many horrible injuries to running backs that it's like i mean at some point you like you got to play the guy you can't avoid injuries forever yeah and, you, and no matter how many places in he could get injured but uh but yeah you also i'm sure that's always in the back of their mind too yeah it's really but weird. also in a close game like that you want every advantage you can get it's true very if true. you think and if you think david montgomery's giving you the advantage jameer gibbs is then i mean that's your decision mate well, <laughs> if you think monty's like that then he's like, we're not in the coaching booth maybe one day someone will say maybe an nfl team will say austin noah deserve the reins <laughs> and you'll see uh we'll have no punter on our roster <laughs> and a lot of tight ends a lot, yeah. probably the a most times you've ever seen no, I, when when we were watching the Saints game, I I was I, there was a point where I looked at it and I said, you know what, I I like what's going on here. But if yeah. I was the offensive coordinator, you would see Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Graham, Foster, and Jawan on the field, and yeah. they'd all be on drags. And yeah, you, you, you'd see a minimum of three tight ends all on drags. There would be a lot of drags, and Derek would have to say uh, in the huddle, "Okay, Titan attack a lot." Derek wouldn't last in my offense. <laughs> <laughs> like like in, in my Madden in my Madden offense you, you like you're uh I, I don't know maybe he's got legs but but my Madden offense you're running and yeah. and going on a drag route you guys understand the Tilted Towers Madden franchise has been going on for a few, many years now and it's the most insane Madden league of all time and the, <laughs> when we have the draft the fight to get quarterbacks with a lot of speed insane it's really wild because there's it's like Darren Derek everybody it's everyone's in there we're all just battling <laughs> yeah and, and you'll see dudes like Justin Fields and Malik Willis get drafted above guys like Aaron Rodgers and stuff yeah. just because they just, just the, because dudes decide they just don't the need to throw the ball they <laughs> there was also a revelation that came where i realized you know what i always draft a good offensive line but it doesn't matter how good my offensive line is i panic and you're run gone. out of pocket you're no just matter gone. what 
as soon as Madden had, I, I have zero uh like pocket comf- comfortability because that's why like Derek couldn't couldn't last. Derek's like yeah, it, like he wants to move around in the pocket. I'm not moving around in the pocket. You're moving I'm outside. Go- I'm gone. Yeah, you're outside. I'm way outside. Once the Madden gave the Tilted Dallas franchise the ability to sort players by speed, it was over. <laughs> that's all it took. Now let's do uh a new weekly segment I'd like to do called Austin checks in on the Texans. CJ Stroud was sacked five times this week. So keep it up. Maybe you'll get on to 76 pretty pretty soon, my buddy. Every time we watch, my family still watches Texans games. It would make, this is going to sound really selfish. It would make me feel bad if my dad left Houston and they instantly became Super Bowl contenders, right? And I was like, oh, my dad just sucked. But the fact that they've had the same problem since the their dawn is not protecting the quarterback and it was getting banged up back there and i can still watch a game this year in 2023 and see that same thing happening seeing your rookie quarterback get sacked five times in a game it's so funny hopefully one day they'll come to their senses and they'll understand the need to protect their quarterback back there that's been my weekly (laughs) check-in say protect these young guys it's so dumb cj stroud came in He's an amazing quarterback. Having to get sacked five times is so wild. And they, like, his top rusher had 38 yards. Like, they, he, he passed 44 times. They said, CJ, you're going to get hit a lot. Just go back there and just start praying. Just start throwing. And he was doing it. You watched the game. He was throwing hostile passes like I do in Madden. Like, I'm, you got to eat that hit. Press A, big dog. <laughs> Press A when you come down with that one. <laughs> Also, by the way, no rookie quarterback has won a game yet. They went 0-3. Yeah. Uh, 0-3 in their starts, which is understandable. You know, that's what happens yeah. when you're a rookie quarterback and you get drafted to one of the teams that's picking in the top five or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody that made their, I guess, not not debut, but feels like a debut because he didn't start a game in forever and <laughs> is Bako boy Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah. And he was cooking. He was cooking. Three touchdowns. Looked really good. I think, I mean, Packers, Packers could, I mean, especially Vikings look bad. I, the, the Lions are good, but the Packers, I think, are are still competitors in that division. The idea that yeah. Aaron's leaving and then they're just going to, like, fall off completely. I, I think that Jordan Love looked looked really good. And he looked like a player where you're like, huh, he could have played yeah. like he could have been playing he could have, probably could have been play, yeah playing well, well i mean you you could also try to say like oh no sitting behind aaron for two three years is what made him this good maybe but i mean he does he does like stylistically he's taken some yeah. of some of aaron um josh on but why, he looked really good why are you letting us valley boys down we had two out of three quarterbacks win yeah. you, you can make it three out of three what are we doing oh. also uh I never thought I would have to read this stat, but a real a real life stat is Joe Burrow had 82 yards, zero touchdowns, and Jamar Chase was the had the receiver the most yards and had 39 in their three to 24 loss against Deshaun Watson. See, in a fantasy football league, I got the email saying you're going to go 15 and 0 and you're going to win it all. Uh, yeah, I am 0 and 1. That's insane. <laughs> I'm 0 and 1 in all my fantasy leagues, and uh, I thought Joe Burrow was a safe bet quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? I yeah, it was a weird. I'll be game. honest, didn't watch the game. Sorry, I'll have to go back and watch it because that's incredible to me. I saw the score after because I was watching some other games, and I was like, "There's no way this is supposed to be NFL's like poster boy." 
just, like that day I saw before the game I saw a video of Joe Burrow and you know who's not supposed to be that poster boy <laughs> probably, uh, probably the one with some allegations in the air yeah that played really well their gritty boys all had it bad the Vikings lost all the LSU guys stru- out yeah, here struggling yeah Vikings lost to Baker Mayfield it's a ba- bad week for LSU no attack on Baker Leonard Mayfield that, where's he no attack on Baker Mayfield me and Noah were in the stands just, watching that man have the greatest drive all time as two people that were in attendance to watch a baker mayfield 98 yard game-winning drive last year would you say you were surprised i would say i was not surprised i was not surprised Uh, after (laughs) after the things i saw i'm I'm not gonna say he couldn't beat the vikings i was making fun of him i said be careful (laughs) (laughs) he'll sneak up on you (laughs) they're saying oh they're tampa they're tanking for a quarterback like they got the quarterback of the future that's they they, got a future hall of famer they say after the things i saw on that drive they're still looking for their guy they got their guy Granted, they found him. Grand, I will say that Great analysis. when you're running against like cover zero, it's a little easier. Yeah, a little but, easier. <laughs> so you got you got to warm up with the game winning drive against cover zero. It's wild, man. Cannot <laughs> cover zero press. What would that do in the end zone? In the red zone? Oh, how the tables turned between uh, when the Jets did it against us, and we had that Henry Ruggs touchdown against the Raiders, right? And everyone's like, "Why did they do that?" Oh, the tables turn when we do it. <laughs> And it didn't work for them. What if they were surprised? It is crazy though that they're talking about you know before the season talk about Cardinals are tanking, Bucks are tanking. Well, Bucks are one to know. Cardinals, and then the Cardinals straight up. Caleb Williams might go back to college if the Cardinals yeah. are drafted. No, is, he's he's terrified. I mean, you got to respect that move. Got to respect the grind at the end of the day. Would you rather? Do you think be uh, one of the most popular college quarterbacks uh, in the country? playing for USC, a big-name college, making a ton of money on NIL, competing for potentially a national championship, or be on the Arizona Cardinals on a rookie deal where you're making less money than you make from NIL deals. I might I might contemplate another year in college as well. From personal... <laughs> from uh, you know, being involved personally with a quarterback in a similar situation sometimes it's best to follow a few picks if you can <laughs> sometimes it would be it's cool being the number one overall pick sometimes it'd be better to be three or four <laughs> okay what's your prediction for thursday night football eagles hosting the vikings not a chance the vikings win this game sorry guys sorry vikings fans sorry Saul, but uh not a chance the i think the vikings losing uh, this game of Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers, I think, is going to send some pain down their hearts. And going in against a vastly superior team than the Buccaneers, the Eagles, I don't think they come out on top. I think it's going to be 36-24 Eagles. I'm going to say Eagles 40-17. to That's good. Uh, and like, like Jalen Hurts has a a career night potentially does and, it and um and i'll say this i'm tired of the jalen hurts disrespect talk to the man was the the runner-up mvp and people are putting him in like tier two they're like oh it, it goes pat joe burrow justin herbert and then with justin herbert who 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 and i'll say i'll say this any of you joe burrow didn't throw a touchdown I'll say this, any of you that have Justin Herbert above Jalen Hurts in your quarterback ratings, 
drop a comment on this video. Explain to me why, because I just want to know why. What has Justin Herbert done in his NFL career that would make you think that he's a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts? Not that he has the potential to have a better career or anything. Why is he better now? Why would you rank him above Jalen Hurts? What has he done? I don't get it. I don't get the just... I think he's good, but I don't get it. Yeah, it's insane. You got hey, <laughs> we're hating on Jalen Hurts, who's cooking, almost won the Super Bowl last year, when our boys Josh Allen lost, Patrick Mahomes lost, Joe Burrow lost. Look at our king. <laughs> what has Justin Herbert done for you to earn your allegiance? Why? Why? What what does he have over you? What why kind of you, blackmail does he have where you defend him in comment sections? Realistically, why do you like him? Like, be for real. Like, he's good. Like, he's okay. But he is not A tier. He is... I would... I, I could maybe draft six quarterbacks before I drafted him. When I... When I think of accomplishments of the career of Justin Herbert, there just aren't many com- many thoughts that come to mind. When I think about Jalen Hurts, I go, wow, impressive young man. If you are a <laughs> impressive young man, beautiful as well. Uh, let's talk about this. If you are a Justin Herbert fan, you go to sleep every night knowing that he begged for uh he begged for a tie you go to sleep knowing he begged for it on the sideline and they mic'd him up when it happened he be- i would give everything for a tie right now your guy then, he was so scared but then the next year did make the playoffs and then said wait the lead the lead <laughs> where'd it go where'd, where'd the lead go Trevor, please. Made the playoff. Trevor, no, not yeah, another yeah. touchdown. Made the playoff, said Raiders, losers, and then went like this. Yeah, Jags, right here. <laughs> yeah, Jags, end zone right here. Come on in. Which, uh, which Jags DB wants a football? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. The Mountain West and uh, or what remains of the Mountain West and what re- is whatever the division Cal Poly's in should just do this. Hope and merge. I say there should be, like, randomly you should throw Cal Poly against the best teams in the in the country once a year. And just it let it already see. happens. That's what it feels like when Cal Poly plays Montana State. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it feels like against Weber. Against Weber State, that's what it feels like. It feels like we're going against Alabama and Nick Saban. It'd be just as good a chance at winning. <laughs>